0: Let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is not like any other conference out there. This is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors, teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors and because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RUBCON pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RUBCON pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to RUBCON.com. R-E-W-B-C and use the promo code SU20 or SU20 to get 20% off of your Rubecon Pass. I am super excited to have today's show, the Successfully Unemployed show, and I have a special guest on who is fantastic at really content, like producing content, editing content, publishing, all this sort of stuff, and that's what we do with Successfully Unemployed is we figure out ways, as many different ways as we can. That fits our personality, fits us, and fits our goals to quit that J-O-B, that just over broke job. And today I have a friend of mine on the show. She is fantastic at everything when it comes to content. She also is the owner and the, the uh, creator of hitpublish.com, and she wants every blogger, every creator, every person out there to know how to create good content because she knows good content. She is fantastic at that. So Ashley Barnett, thank you so much for being here on the Successfully Unemployed show.
1: Thank you. That was a nice introduction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am really looking forward to this interview because as I put content out, I've talked to you so much about content and you've showed me what good content looks like. And I look at mine, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I got to figure out what to do. And so I'm really excited to have you on because to to really dive into it. And on top of that, um, getting back into your history about how you got started. But let's jump right into, we talked a little bit about it, but how do you make money or help uh, by making money without having that J-O-B, that just over broke job? How do you make money to provide for your family?
1: Yeah, I... Well, I think you pretty much said it. I help bloggers create content for their site. Yep, Uh, Most of that is managing writers, editing, just making sure that content goes out on the blogs that I run every day.
0: And is that something that you have multiple blogs? Did it it start with just your own blog? How did that work Mm -hmm.
1: out? Yeah, absolutely. I had my own site, um, and I started it in 2008, yeah. actually, I just hit my 12-year anniversary yesterday of blogging. Um, and, and as you blog, you get to know other bloggers, and you become friends with them, and you go to conferences, and you hang out, and you meet people, and you find out the parts of blogging that you like other people need help with. I mean, blog running a blog is a huge job, and you you don't like every part of it. So it's it's perfect. I love working with other bloggers because like I said, I get to do the parts that I like to do and I don't have to worry about the parts I don't like. So yeah, does that answer your question? It
0: sure does. <laughs> now there are parts cause I love running websites. I have multiple ones right now. I love running them, but at the same time there are things that I find I really don't like and it becomes, I become the bottleneck. And so, as content should be coming out, I realize the things that I really enjoy doing, things that actually make the business money, I should put more time into, but I'm really frugal and you know me, I'm pretty cheap. And so it's hard for me to hire somebody. But when I do, I realize I should have hired somebody a long time ago because they make me money because of what they do. And they alleviate time off of my burden, off my plate, yeah. to do the things that really that only I can do. And so right. I love that aspect. Now, now you produce content or help, uh, curate pure produce as well as post all that sort of stuff for many sites. How many sites do you currently have?
1: I run three right now.
0: Three sites. You had your own, but did you, did you sell it? I believe. Technically I sold it. Okay. We don't want to get into that or what? It was just, it was a small amount (laughs) (laughs) from there. So we have three sites, but I mean running three sites, especially sites big enough that can pay not just the writer's but somebody yeah. to actually take care of the content, publishing, yeah. scheduling, all this stuff, they're big sites to yeah. be able to afford that. Cause it's it costs. I mean, for all that, that's a lot of money for all these yeah. articles to get. But when lot. you yeah, but when you realize how much value that comes from these articles, SEO, Google sending people to your site, it's very, very valuable. So take us back to when you had a job and I remember you telling me a story of how your husband even got laid off and you guys started a business and then from there transitioning into creating your site and now going full-time managing other sites. Talk to us about that process.
1: Yeah, I did have a job. It was, I worked in a call center answering customer service calls, Um, awful. And my son was born in February of 06. And that's when I quit my job. I became a stay at home mom. And that's when I started getting into blogging because I was home. I had, you know, babies and I was on the internet one day while my kids were sleeping and I found a personal finance blog and I was like, Oh, this is the thing. Like I had no idea people did this. So I would say within 15 minutes I had my own site. Like I was all in immediately. Um, And so i wrote content every day six days a week for at least two years and then right around that time is when yeah it was uh 2008 and the economy was crashing and my husband came home and said his boss said prepare for layoffs and we didn't know what that meant um but yeah we were pretty freaked out i was i mean I had a blog, but it was making maybe $500 a month. (laughs) You know, we had two little kids. Um, Yeah, so we decided that we would start a temp agency and hire, as people were getting laid off from his company, hire them under our temp agency. And he's a blue collar worker. So, I mean, these are skilled labor jobs. Not anybody can do them, but, and the work still needs to be done. Things break. The work needs to get done. They just didn't want to have full-time employees on payroll. And uh, yeah, so we started hiring these guys. We had five or six guys and we called his company and said, Hey, we have your guys. You know, (laughs) if you ever want to see them again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So they contracted us and we just would kind of have on-demand labor for them. That worked out beautifully, beautifully, better than we could have imagined.
0: So pause that story. I love that you guys saw a need. You saw that, hey, there's an opportunity here. And that's what people who have, who have their own business, who are entrepreneurs or some people who are not relying on a paycheck from somebody else where you are um, you know, clocking in, clocking out and all that sort of stuff. We need to be able to f- figure out and solve problems. And that was a huge problem that that company needed in workers. Still, you guys saw the opportunity. I was blown away. I was like, that is brilliant. I never, literally never would have thought of that. I would have gone on to something else. But that yeah. is a fantastic <laughs> business model. Hey, hey, I have your employees. Come hire me <laughs> and my company and get the same people. But now, what's yeah. great is they well, tell us why they would hire through you and your temp agency, as opposed to just hire them back?
1: Well, they didn't want, they did eventually hire them back as the economy picked up, uh, which is why it ended. But they could just hire them for a few hours. If they just had a project on the weekends, they could just get them for 10 hours a week, instead of having to pay them 40 hours a week, benefits, 401k, the whole nine yards. Um, And you know, the funny, it's the mentality through blogging is what gave me that mentality of like, we don't have to have a w2 income. Like until I started blogging especially in the personal finance space, the idea that you could really make money not through a w2 job and not through a, a full-on business that requires, you know, a, a business plan and funding and you know, venture capital and all this risk and you know, take out a second mortgage, there's an in between. You know, it's not all of one or the other. And that, that concept and that idea came really through blogging and being in the first personal finance space. So it all worked together. Yeah.
0: That's great. And so all the while, you're also still building your site. And now you're realizing what you really enjoy doing is the content, not necessarily having and running and doing the site, but you really enjoy the content. So what got you from there? Now, obviously it's winding down the, the jobs, sorry, the business, the temp agency is winding down and your husband gets probably, you know, he gets hired back. He to actually never company.
1: not laid off. He was one of the only <laughs> people.
0: So he didn't get laid off. You're, he was making money through that company. You yep. were running the temp agency yep. or he was, you know, part of it together and you're well, double dipping. Yeah, it seems like that's just yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Man, Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you and I also talk about real estate, how you've bought at the right time, you've rented it out, you sold at the right time, oh, all this. That's you guys have, I think you guys, uh, it might be just be you because I've never met your husband, but you guys have a great business mind. So I'm really, <laughs> I want to learn from you guys. So I'm I'm really glad to bring you on. So from there, you realize what you're passionate about, what you're good at, what you like doing. And it's not necessarily running a blog. It's actually the content and stuff like that, because you're really, I, I've seen your stuff really good at at making sure everything yeah. flows well, everything's uh, scheduled, all that sort of stuff, which is a lot of work for blogs. Now, what was that transition like to now picking up that very first client where you say, hey, I know how to write, I know how to edit, I know how to do all that sort of stuff, and I can coordinate and do all that. How, do, how was it like, or what was it like picking up that first client and getting them to actually pay you to do this?
1: Yeah, it wasn't like that at, at all. Um, <laughs> again, because when you start Getting into an industry, and mine happened to be blogging, but it's going to be true of any type of small business. um, You get to know people and you make friends. And so I was actually doing a vendor table for FinCon at a conference here in Phoenix, and one of the speakers was another FinConner, so he came over and we just sat and chatted, and we just hit it off like immediately. And we had never met, but he had come over and just you know said hello and. He ended up sitting behind the table with me for the entire weekend and we just talked and he he needed help on his site you know he was doing it all by himself and he was very successful but you know he he wanted to hire but he was just kind of like oh, i don't really it's a risk and you know the cost and all this and so i was just like i can help you and it wasn't anything like i didn't pitch my services i didn't really even know what my services were i just was helping out a friend and i th- i think when you're just starting to be self-employed that's that's the best way to go about it just find someone you can help and and help them and charge whatever you know just start and that's that's how i got started i just just started
0: that. i think that's a great idea finding out who you can help. And in, in business in general, my opinion is the more people that I help, the better that I do and the better everybody does. And so if we're seeking to help somebody, um, and it could be just your next door neighbor, just basically somebody that, you know, that already knows you already likes you and hopefully already trusts you. And then making that into a paid gig where it could be freelancing or where you're actually working full time. So I, I love that idea. And so what year was that? Was that, That
1: was in 2013.
0: Oh, wow. So 2013, you started doing that. Is that now you started thinking, I really like the content aspect. Did you also do freelance writing and editing as well on top of that?
1: Um, I started editing for him. I did some writing. um, But I think when I started with him, it, it was a really large site. He was very successful. He was doing really well. And I started to see... I got kind of behind the scenes on what it's like to run a big site. Um, before that it had just been me as an individual blogger and it started to like click, I guess. Like I just, I started to see it at a different level and a higher level than what I had ever worked on. And yeah. I,
0: so walk us through that. Like what is, different from running one blog that's maybe you know you're posting 3 times a week you're, you're or at best 5 times a week like you're posting a lot you have a few writers what is different when you're having a huge site or a site that has lots and lots of people what was that shift or what was that difference that you saw
1: For me the biggest difference was he had he was very clear on exactly who his audience was like he knew exactly the topics that he covered, what they were and He had an avatar in his head of exactly who that person was. And we never deviated from that. Even when the money was good over, oh, this other, this affiliate is really profitable and people are doing really well with it. And he'd be like, well, this doesn't fit. You know, he never, ever, ever went outside of that. Um, that was huge for me. Um, just and the way he thought about content and so and like SEO and it was just it was just in a way that I had never done it. I was always kind of chasing chasing readers, does that make sense? I think as an individual, like you really get caught up in the stats and your page views and he was he had moved beyond that, I guess, into creating something bigger than just trying to get this article that we published today to hit does that make sense
0: yeah so how do you do that like instead of chasing readers because here's what I think or what I've come to learn is you go to this is again this is what I've been taught it's probably wrong so I'm glad I'm talking to you because you're the expert if I go to a competitor's website I get to I don't know, like hrefs or like a site that that shows Google rankings and all that sort of stuff. And I type in their the address or their web domain, and it pops out a bunch of keywords that they are currently ranking for. And I look for ones that have a high, like maybe a thousand or more page views a month. And then I also look for ones that have a low ranking for, like I can actually rank for it. Like if it's a twenty-five out of hundred or below, I could probably write towards that. That's my that's. All I know. And so am I completely off the mark or is that like how not to chase after readers?
1: Yeah, that's you're getting there because it's more about strategy than like, oh, I know that if I post a controversial topic, I'm going to get a lot of page views today. You're it's more of a long game. So, yeah, I think you're right. You know, you're looking for keywords that your competitors are ranking for. and. Um, beyond just like the keyword difficulty, you want to make sure that you're meeting the reader intent. So when you, you know, Google that keyword and then see what comes up and read those articles and make sure that you are kind of answering the same questions that they're answering. Um, for example, the other day I wrote, um, an article about an office Christmas party, how to create, like how to host an office Christmas party. And, the keyword Office Christmas Party is like the the logical keyword to go for, right? But if you Google that, it's all—it's a movie. There's a movie called Office Christmas Party. So all of the rankings are for that movie. I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to rank for that because it's not the movie, right? So I had to come up with something else. And so maybe that's an easy keyword to go for, but if you're not talking about the movie, it's never going to rank. So Knowing exactly what is ranking and trying to match that is another part of it, even if it's an easy keyword.
0: Let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is not like any other conference out there. This is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors, teaching you how to invest and And join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors. And because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RubeCon pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RubeCon pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event. That's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your your pass go to rubcon.com r-e-w-b-c-o-n.com and use the promo code su20 or su20 to get 20% off of your rubcon pass
1: doesn't mean you can rank for it yeah and
0: on top of that when you think of okay so we got search volume you know if there's only like zero people or 10 people searching for it that's gonna be a lot of work to write an article to hopefully get 10 people it's not necessarily worth your time correct like what would be in in If you have going beyond just a small-scale blog, like you're saying, you're thinking big picture. You know exactly what avatar you're going after. You're now wanting to, instead of chasing readers, really try to be the leader in everything. What is the minimum number of page views per month would you go after? Of searches per month? Searches, yeah. Sorry.
1: It's not a lot. Um, I just want to make sure that there is traffic to it. If it's zero... That's that's a bad sign. That means no one cares. Why are you going to write an article that nobody cares to read? Or
0: no one even knows to go after that. Like yeah. look like that's something to to look at. yeah,
1: yeah. So really, if there's any volume, i'm I'm good with it. even a few hundred.
0: oh, wow, because i've I've heard SEO gurus say, you know, if it's sure. over a thousand and has low, then that's something to worthwhile to go after,
1: yeah. I mean, I suppose it's an individual thing. I just don't want there to be zero, I guess.
0: <laughs> so now, okay. So if we know our avatar, we know who we're going after the type of people, a uh, person or something like we, we, we understand our market, who's going to be coming to us. And then we start writing content. We start searching. Is there another way to find the right keywords, the right things to write about?
1: ask me that in a different way. What do you mean? So like, so what you have I'm thinking is, idea or you don't have any topic. There,
0: idea? Well, like, because like, the one is go to your competitor site, yeah. see what they're ranking for and try, you know, if it matches as well as you know the search difficult or the, the difficulty domain difficulties um, is low, you can go after it. Is there another way to find good keywords?
1: I mean, you can go to your audience. If you have a Facebook group, that's a great place. If there's people asking questions in there, um, yeah, just go and, and or if you don't even have to, it doesn't have to be your own Facebook group. If there is a Facebook group out there about your topic, go over there and see what people are talking about. That's a great way to get topic ideas. Um, ask for guest posts. That's another great way to get some new topic ideas. Um, yeah.
0: So for your job, for, for what you're doing for these three different clients that you have, it's scheduling it's do they give like how does that work out like if I were to hire somebody and somebody listening is like you know what I really like reading I really like but I don't want to continue with my blog just you know somewhere down the path right you how would they get started in finding that first client Um, like I, I agree we you know somebody you know that's really really fantastic but is it to get your name known as an editor first that you know what to look for, how to write it, and then get to the point where you can be the one that organizes schedules and all that sort of stuff in a blog or in a site.
1: If you already have a blog, then you probably already know what you kind of like to do. And so that's a lot easier. If you're, if you have a W2 job right now and you're like, I need to get out of here. I want to be, Uh, you know, a VA, a virtual assistant, I would probably start there as a general virtual assistant. Or if you know you want to get into blogging, start a blog. That's definitely something you can do while you keep your W-2 job and start to learn these skills. It really is the best way to learn them is to start your own site and do it. Um, Then, like I said, you're going to start meeting people and they are going to need help and you can start helping them. I would say just yeah just start find somebody you can help and help them charge them whatever you think is fair whatever you feel comfortable charging and then you can grow from there and as you Get better at your skills and you define your skills and you start to specialize in something, you can start charging more and more and more. And I would say every client that comes on should pay a little bit more than the previous. Oh,
0: yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Your yeah. skills get better, you get more experience, and hopefully everything gets better on the back end. So if somebody said, you know what, I've already, I don't have anybody in my network that would pay me. I've I've tried my best. I've reached out. Is there any other way to find new clients or is really, it really comes down to who you know?
1: I mean, there are services like Upwork and things like that, Fiverr that you can kind of get on these boards as a VA or to put your services out there. I've never done that. Um, we have hired from those before. I don't, to me, it, that seems if you really don't know anyone, like that's probably going to be where you want to go. Um, but yeah, I it is a lot of what you know who you know. But they, if you start, if you if you want to get into blogging, you start a blog, you're going to meet other bloggers like the next day. Well,
0: I, I would <laughs> tell you though. <laughs> There is a way to blog for at least two or three years and never meet anybody. That's what I did. <laughs> I literally, I was like, I'm not gonna meet anybody. It's a company. I'm, I'm really, I'm really pretty competitive. And so I was thinking, if I meet other people, and like, I don't want to, you know, it's competition. Like we, they're the enemy. And I, I realized after I started meeting people, that was the dumbest thing I could ever. Like literally, it hindered my business for so long. And so 2017 was the first year I went to my first conference for my businesses. Now I've gone to plenty of other conferences for my job. Those were horrible. I worked for the government Mm. and I went to government (laughs) conferences. I didn't even want to talk to anybody like they were different personalities. They were not driven people. Like I'm a pretty driven person. And so they were just, it it was, it was not my cup of tea. And so I'd go and go back to my room, go to the session, go back not talk to a single person. And I took that mentality into the conferences until I heard of FinCon, uh, you know, financial bloggers conference where we've met. Um, I really love FinCon. I go every single year. And the reason why is because I meet so many great people, number one. But number two, we work together, even if we're in the same space, like real estate. I have friends that are real estate guys um, that we help each other out. Like, hey, what about this? Or "I, I... met somebody that is really fantastic. He invests in land. I invest in rental properties. We've worked really, really well together. I've made a lot of money from him referring people over to me and vice versa. And so it's so much better when you yeah. network. So here's a big tip that I would, I would, if, if you are in the financial space, FinCon's absolutely, and Ashley is fantastic. If you're in Phoenix at all ever, <laughs> Ashley puts together these great meetups where we all get together and we just really have a great time, number one. But we also help each other. number yeah. two, but the, like I said, it is possible for two or three years to not talk to anybody because I did not want to talk to anybody, but that was the yeah. dumbest thing. Everybody listening, get out there, start networking, go to conferences. For what sure. like is mm-hmm. is there anything it is if it's not finance, what would you suggest? like is it like look for conferences or how should we reach out to other bloggers?
1: I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of Facebook groups for bloggers. Um, there's one specifically for new bloggers. I'm in in some of those. Uh, yeah, just look on Facebook, get in a group and start talk. I mean, if you're a new blogger, you have questions. So ask your questions. Um, courses are another great way to meet people. Take a course. They usually have a Facebook group attached to them. So there you go. You have a whole bunch of new people to talk to about a subject that you're already interested in. So there are definitely ways. Meetup if you want to go to you know meet people locally. Meetup.com is I, they're very active in Phoenix. So I don't know if they're active in other how active they are in other cities, but it's a great way to meet people locally too.
0: Yeah, I think in this business, the more people that you meet, the bigger your audience can get, but the the bigger influence that you have because you are tapping into each other. You know, you're helping where some people might they I might rub people completely wrong. Like, I, my personality might just be punching them in the face, and I don't know it, but that's just how it is. And they're like, I don't like this guy. I'm gonna go to this other guy. and like, hey, that's great. Like, they self-weeded themselves. Let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is not like any other conference out there. This is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors, teaching you how How to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors. And because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your Rubecon pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your Rubecon pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Investors, get your pass. Go to rubcon.com R-E-W-B-C-O-N.com and use the promo code SU20 or SU20 to get 20% off of your Rubecon pass. Out to someplace mm. else. And so working together is great. Now, what would be the process to, I mean, is it is it, in order to grow a blog from just a regular blog to being a massive site where you're getting a hundred individual or like, unique pages, uh, viewers, you're getting like, uh, instead of like a thousand to a million a month, how do we grow a site to be bigger and better than just a small little blog?
1: Yeah. Time. I know. Sucks.
0: That's, that's, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear a, a <laughs> magic, a magic bullet. To yeah. get...
1: <laughs> I mean, quality content, you have to be the best on the internet, which sounds so scary. Like I can't be the best on the internet, but you can, because if you're writing a very specific topic, you know you have your niche, obviously. But then each individual article is extremely, extremely niche, answering one question. Yes, you can answer that one question better than anybody else, um, and Google tells you who's already the best. All you got to do is go look, and then be better than that. Like it's, it sounds so impossible, but it it isn't. Um, so, yeah, write the best content on the internet. SEO is important, you know, be on social. Just grow slowly over time. And th- I know. this is, even though it takes
0: time, but it doesn't take that much time. That's the crazy amazing yeah. thing about this. If you think about it, I've interviewed people that have within two years replaced their income from their job, their just overbroke job, and was able to quit. Never in the history of the world has it ever been that easy to make money in that quick of a time. And so I'll give you an example. You have a fantastic ability to put together puzzles. I have no, I (laughs) hate, I literally hate puzzles, even Legos. I hate Legos because it's a three-dimensional puzzle. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I just can't stand it my wife, my kids love them. You love them. And you have the ability to put together them really fast. And you, and this, this is a great story. I love it. You created a video and fast forward it. So it like literally in three hours, it go, can dance down sound on a minute shows you putting together a puzzle, but putting that on YouTube, putting that on TikTok, putting it on Instagram for people to watch. I think that's going to be great. But here's the great thing. If you do one video a week for an entire year, that's 52 videos, two years, that's 104 videos that is so much content and it's something you would love to do. And people, yeah. I literally like, I like, I hate, what well, I hate doing puzzles, but I sat there and I watched that entire video. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, that's how she did it. Oh, wow. I'm never going to do it myself, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, so it's fun. Yeah, it's absolutely. And so being able within a, two yeah. years, hopefully being able to quit your job, not just with puzzles, obviously that's, that's. Super super niche, which I'm crazier I,
1: things, right?
0: <laughs> I I would watch those videos. So I want you to keep putting those content out. But when you think about it, even if it takes a little bit of time, it doesn't take that much time. It's not like working 40 years right. to eventually right. retire at age 68. And then your life's almost, you know, it's three quarters of the way over. So yeah it's amazing. Now here's what's great. I went to a competitor. It not a competitor. He's actually a friend of mine, but I went to a site and I said, what is he ranking for? And I saw something and I'm going to give it away. Um, it was PPC. I don't know exactly what PPC was at the time, but in fact, this show successful unemployed show I did it, the very first episode is the P slash PC. And it basically comes from a book that was the seven habits of highly effective people. The production capability and pro- versus production. Long story short, I saw, I was like, my goodness, there's like 30,000 people searching for that. I don't even know what that is. The domain ranking or the score was like a 20. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna write for that. I'm already ranking, I think like number four. And it was maybe about two months of it being up. i wrote read it like two, three months ago and I'm already ranking for it. So don't take that. I don't want you to take that. And- <laughs> <laughs> <What is it? laughs> but I'm already ranking for that. And my, my friend who has it, um, he's got a really, really good article. So it's going to be, I won't be able to take that. But I was like, even if I get 10 viewers or 10 people come to my site, that's 10 more. And it fits my niche or my idea of investing in rental properties and have all that sort of stuff. So, but what's great is it took me two months. There's another keyword. It's wholesaling. Have you heard of wholesaling? There's wholesaling in real estate. There's flipping. Wholesaling is a f- combination of both of those. I didn't know what that was. I saw a competitor, a whole different big website, I saw a competitor, they had that keyword I said, well, I'll write it. I wrote an article in a month and a half. I got to number one and so it's always like, man, that's great. And there was like, like 2000 people searching for it. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. So it doesn't take that much time. But what you're saying is the entire site, like one article could eventually yeah. rank but the sure. entire site to get to where you're having a million views. Now, what does it look like running? You've talked a little bit about it, but anything else that running a million uh, page, or not page views, but like individual viewers a month, what does it look like? What's the schedule? You know, how hard do you have to work? How much time does it take for one website like that?
1: I mean, if you were doing that by yourself, it's a lot of time. And really most of your time spent at that level is on your affiliates and maintaining your affiliate relationships. It's not as simple as like, oh, you sign up for a program, you put a link on your site, and then you're done because those need to be updated you know, things change, the programs change, you know, you let's say you're, uh, you know, um, promoting a, a bank, I don't know, and you have, oh, but the, the fees change or the minimum deposits change, and you have to keep that 100% updated all the time. And so you, I would say probably 75% of your time is spent doing that.
0: So you could hire something like an affiliate manager yeah, to handle yeah, that. Affiliate it,
1: managers, that's, yeah. that's
0: a lot of work. That's a lot of, yeah. Okay. So that's one. What else?
1: Um, yeah, running, I mean, running your writers, you have to come up with content ideas, obviously you have to communicate that to the writers. They write, you have to give them feedback on their articles. Um, then of course there's like all the tech and the design of the site and you always want to be like AB testing everything. And then you have, you know, you're doing your. SEO research You're managing your social media accounts, right? There's, there's a lot.
0: And you do those too, the social media accounts and everything? No. Okay. Th- that's just a part of it. That's a big yeah. picture.
1: Yeah. What
0: is there anything else that we would like, well, okay. What's the article publishing schedule? Is it like once a week? Once it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's more than that. Like once yeah.
1: a day, once a day is five. I mean, five articles a week to me is like a fully fleshed out, like full blog. Of course wow. you can do more obviously. And then you're updating old articles all the time as well. So,
0: and would, so you don't do all the actual writing. You're more of the content uh, manager, right? And making sure that things get done right on the site.
1: Yeah. So depending on the site, I either come up with the content ideas or it comes from either the SEO manager or the affiliate manager uh, will give me content ideas. And then I do the keyword research I see what's ranking. I give all of the the writers, like, here's the articles that are ranking. I look at how long those articles are, and I determine how long I want our article to be based on that. Um, if I think we can rank for it, then I want to be the longest article. If if I'm like, eh, maybe we will, maybe we won't, I'll just kind of hit in the middle average length. Um and you know, if, if you really want to get into it, you can give them like the subheadings that you want, like here's the sections and you can do that based on SEO. Like um, if you are going after a particular keyword, Google that, scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and it had, Google will give you the related keywords. Uh, so you want to make sure you're hitting some of those if they are good ones. Google also gives you the people also ask section. You want to make sure you're answering, answering those questions in the article. Uh, so I give all of that to the writer or if you were writing it, you'd want to make a note of all that uh, and make those headings, answer those questions in the headings. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, editing making sure that you have a consistent look on all of the articles, you know, you don't want all these different image sizes and sometimes the links open in a new tab or sometimes they're bolded and that's craziness. You want everything to look the same on every article.
0: So you have three sites three big enough sites that are going to be paying somebody to also manage the content. Um, if there were, so that'd be basically 15 different articles that you have to manage every single week. Is that kind of how it looks like?
1: Well, they don't all publish, uh, five times a week. Some one site publishes more the other site. I think I do. I run a lot of articles through my system a week. I'm trying to think how many I would say probably, yeah, I would say 15 or 20, I guess.
0: So week. how would you charge? How would one charge if they're managing content? Is it, yeah. i not, not saying like how much you make or anything, but I right, want to right, know, right. Is, is it per article? Cause right, you, you pay a an, an writer, you pay them per article. How many words you editor edit this article. And the, But with the content manager, it seems like more of a full time, not full time, but like an ongoing consistent thing. Yeah. How should I mean, you charge?
1: Per article for that would be, I would say that's pretty a fair way of doing it. Now, what you're actually doing on each article, you're going to want to adjust. Uh, and you're going to obviously talk about this with your client. Like if you're going from, you come up with the ideas all the way to you're managing the publishing schedule, like the entire process, obviously that's going to be a lot more than just, I just edit the article when I get it. Right. Um, I, I, I hesitate to give a number, but.
0: Oh, dollar amount? No, no, I don't need a dollar amount. Yeah. Um, that's, that's fine because people are going to have to charge what they, what they uh, feel their time is worth, how much their experience, all that sort of stuff. I was just wondering how do they charge? Like, is it, it keeping me on retainer for like,
1: the for two of my clients, I have just a flat monthly rate. And then the other one is actually a, a percentage. Uh,
0: what is a, per- a percentage of sales or
1: we're going to move to that, but that, they're not making any money yet. So right now it's a percentage of the writer budget.
0: <laughs> Perce- oh, percentage of the writer budget. Okay. Okay. Got it. So there, there are plenty of different ways to charge. Um, Cause I was thinking, man, do I have to hire, like not hire, but bring on somebody and have them on retainer where I'm constantly paying that same amount of money or is it per piece? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. There's a lot to, th- to think yeah. about.
1: As a blog owner, if you're just getting started, I would probably would want to pay per article. Um, but if you are, have a schedule that's already running and you know exactly what you're going to put out, then you might as well just do it on a flat rate at that point.
0: So how many articles would you say if we're doing SEO, right, we're having it look right. We're doing that. How many articles should we put out every single week in order to grow from, let's say we're getting, I don't know, 10,000 unique visitors to, we want to get maybe double that or get to a million, like, or even just, you know triple or whatever, but like, how do we grow that? How many articles should we shoot for every single week?
1: I'm a big fan of volume. So as many as you can, you know, every article that you put out is one is a little army guy that's going out and getting traffic, right? Um, So the more of those you have out there getting their little bits of traffic, the better. Um, And it gives you an opportunity to see what is going to hit and what you're good at and what's ranking and what, you know what Google likes and what your readers like. And the more opportunities you get to try that out, the better. I would aim for five a week. Um, As many as you can. You know, obviously not everybody can do that. If you're working a full-time job, you're not gonna have time to probably to do five a week, but the more the better.
0: How important is it to go back and Article was written six months, a year or two years ago. How important is it to go back and update those?
1: Important. Um, I try to look at every article on the site once a year. Um,
0: That's going to be difficult as you grow five a week. Yeah, as you get
1: bigger and bigger. But you also will smush them together too. So if you have two articles that are similar, you can combine them into one and get rid of one. Um, So that – and the more volume you have, the easier than it is to figure out what's – what's doing well and when you can do that. Um, some articles you're going to want to look at every month if they're highly detailed and like have information that could change frequently, like interest rates or, you know, anything that changes frequently. I have a list of articles I look at once a month on for each site.
0: That's that's, that's gotta be a lot of work. Cause I know a few friends of ours, like similar, uh, um, uh, friends that we've met through FinCon and other places that, um, as they have their sites, they make money through affiliates and banks. You know they pay them like here's this int- or not interest rate, but like a list of ten different banks that they would recommend. Or these are the best ten banks. And they also yeah. put on, like the interest rates. I'm like, are they updating that every single day? And I look, and day, it's but... literally updated every day. Like the new update is like the that day <laughs> or the day before. I'm
1: like, wow, yeah. how in the
0: world do you, but keep you
1: have on? a VA do that? It's yeah. two seconds.
0: Oh uh, yeah, go check. So. What would this position your your um, business be called? Is it content manager? Is there a different name for
1: it? Yeah, I I started calling it a content manager, um, also a blog manager. That's it starts to get into a gray area, like when you become a blog manager versus just content manager. But uh,
0: so yeah. a blog manager is better or more robust, it's
1: more comprehensive. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you're managing the entire thing now when does a blog become a website like i know we
1: have,
0: yeah because <laughs> you know, we have mutual friends that have like three million you know unique visitors that's a lot of visitors a month and like that's 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 a lot and i'm thinking that's a site that's no longer a blog even though it's still run on wordpress mm-hmm. that's a site but what yeah. are your thoughts
1: i don't know they're um interchangeable, I guess, in my mind, <laughs>
0: I got a, a more detailed question for you on articles as they're being written and produce are you're, you're making sure the fonts and everything like you, you're making sure it formatted well. But a big question I have is, man, do I need to put just random images inside the article as you go down? So it keeps somebody's attention throughout yeah. the whole thing. Cause I see that a lot, but at the same time, I don't, what are your thoughts?
1: I don't want images just for decoration other than at the top. And if like screenshots, I love anything that enhances comprehension. That's good. If it's just there for decoration. No, I mean, if you're relying on images to keep your reader on the, on the page, you got bigger problems.
0: (laughs) It's cool. So. How do we then scale the business to where, I remember we talked about the more people you know, hopefully more people would want to hire because your skills and you can prove that you've done really, really well and you already picked up one or two clients. How do we scale the business even more to say, I want to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, and I want to do this full time because I just I'm really passionate about it. How would we scale the business to do that?
1: I mean, you can hire your own VAs. Once you have a system in place and you... Really, the the key to making enough money to do that is to specialize in something. And I, I said one time, like, if you have a client and they have to ask you, what do you do? And you say, what do you need? You just took $10 an hour off your pay, you know, because you should know what you do. Um, if they have to tell you what you do, then then you're just, you know, you're you're a VA. And that's fine. That's a perfectly fine place to get started. But if you want to really do this and have an actual business. You know, you're going to need to specialize in something and as you do that, you're going to be able to build in processes and routines and you're going to have you know, you can have training materials and checklists and you'll be able to hire people to step into those kind of more mundane roles.
0: And a thought might come into some people, especially ones that people that are much more control, you, know, you could say control freak, but like they, they really want to control everything. Like I can't hire a, v- okay. I can't hire a <laughs> VA because you know, it's not going to, it's not the way I'm going to do it. But look, I'm thinking buyer's perspective, your, your Ashley's um, uh, customer's perspective. I'm hiring you to produce Ashley quality content. If you hire somebody, it's not you doing it. I don't care. As long as the content, you know, what is, being produced is actually going to be what I want. Now, how would we get past ourselves to say, yes, I'm going to be okay with hiring people?
1: Yeah, that's a, I don't know. When you come up with that answer, let me know. Um, (laughs) I mean, I do have VAs that work for me, but I, nothing goes out to the client without me looking at it first. And it it does become a bottleneck. Um, yeah, that's a tough one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, can you run us through, and this is probably one of the last things we're going to talk about is, can you run us through uh, maybe a list, but what are the things that if you're a blog manager, what should a blog manager be doing? So it's SEO, figuring out the articles, managing the schedule, managing the writers. What else? I I guess, what is it that you do?
1: I mean, you work with, um, you know, you'll, The sites at that point will have an SEO person. They'll have an affiliate manager person. So, you know, they'll have a team of writers. Um, So you work kind of coordinate everybody rather than you're, you're not so much in the trenches doing it. You're more, you know, making sure that everybody is getting what they need and want and that like you're getting feedback from the SEO person. Okay, we need to do it this way. The affiliate manager wants things and you just kind of. Managing the system.
0: It sounds like it's more than just editing and making sure something gets posted. I mean, if you're overseeing somebody that's doing SEO, you're overseeing the writers. You're overseeing, like, basically coordinate the entire thing. That's that's like a business manager. Like you're managing the entire business.
1: Yeah, I mean, to yeah, I mean, that, yeah, manager in there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, good. So. Actually, there's so much, oh, so much insight inside there. And I know for all my sites, I need to, pro- I need to hire more people. I'm too, I'm really frugal I, I, to a fault. Like I'm like, Oh, I'll just do it. But it takes time. And I'm like, man, I could make so much more money if I coached somebody or bought another property or did something like that, as opposed to managing the content. Cause I don't like it. And I could pay somebody that actually yeah, does like, you don't like it. it.
1: And if you don't like it, then you're not as good at it as someone who does like it could be.
0: Oh, I, I guarantee you what I'm putting out is not, <laughs> not quality. It's not what somebody like you would absolutely say. Oh my goodness. I can't believe you put this out. <laughs> so Ashley, you've been fantastic giving us so much great content. I want to jump into the rapid fire round. Are you ready?
1: No, but go ahead.
0: Let's do it. <laughs> so, The first question is hopefully we have a little bit more time in our lives and we're changing our lives to be in helping people. If and when, because it's a proven fact, one hundred percent of the people are going to die. We're eventually going to die. What would you like your tombstone to read oh, on there oh, about gosh. you?
1: Should send me these ahead of time. Oh, I should. No, I want to get you. I want to get you stuck. Um, I don't know.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to encourage you. So I could probably edit that out, but I probably won't. We'll see. Yeah. I would encourage you because. I remember going through that first exercise and like, well, what would it be? I was so dumbfounded, but then I realized what actually meant like it as you get older and I, you were the one that told me this, we were hiking in yeah. Arizona. It was a fantastic hike. And you said, man, I just, I love my forties. I'm so excited about the forties. Cause I told you I was turning 40 and you're like, man, I just love the forties. I was so excited. I am so excited about the forties. I'm like, why we're just getting older. And you said, oh, yeah. Oh, tell me why I should be. Cause I don't want to say it. Cause you said it so much better. Why should I be excited? I don't about remember what I
1: said, but, um, they say, when you turn 40, you stop caring what other people think. And so I was very excited for that.
0: <laughs> that was one. The other one, that other thing that you said was. Everything you built up from when you were born to your 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 teens, twenties, everything you worked hard for in your thirties, now in your forties, you're able like you've built up so much stuff. Now you can really just enjoy life, especially if you're not working that job. You can you're you're really just enjoying everything. And I thought ahead, I thought about that. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Like my twenties were rough. I don't I would say rough. I've many people I have had a much
1: were rough. Yeah. yeah.
0: Fine. you know in our own self i know other people yeah. had much worse right. but you know our in ourselves we're rough in the 20s 30s we're rough too but i was working really hard and i was grinding i was really working hard i was literally working from like five in the morning till like 10 p.m and then going to sleep and then waking up a dude all over again but now in my 40s i'm literally i could do this show successfully employed because i i've done all the work yeah, and I- now i could try to help people so that's great i, I love that and just to encourage you you think about that tombstone type of thing, because legacy is eventually we're going to leave that behind. But at the same time, I guess a big question would be, what are you doing right now to either, you know, give back to the community, serve your and your family, or like, what are you doing to give back? Because we hopefully have a little bit of extra time in our lives, not working that full time, you know, W2 job.
1: Yeah, well, I'm creating my course, um, hopefully to help newer bloggers improve their content and you know, really put out good stuff so that they can grow their sites and live their dreams. Um, I just rented this office. I got myself out of the house. Official. I know it's like a real business. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, which has been great. This is only my first week, but I can already see the improvements that when I can go home, like I'm so much more present that the computer isn't just like right there. I'm just going to pop on for just a second. Um, I That's miles away.
0: That's fantastic. I know I can literally work on my business. I I quit my 40 hours a week job to work 80 hours for my own. I, yeah. I just love it. I could continue to do it because there's always something to do. Always somebody to coach, always yeah. there's always something to do. But the problem is I literally work all day, every day when it's like, I'm just sitting around I'm like, ah, I could go do something I could do. So that might be something I might have to invest in. My wife thought, you know, she's like, you know, when you're home, you're always working. I'm like, yeah, but you, anyways, that's something I can do. It's, it,
1: it's been really good. Like when I go home, I'm, I'm actually home. And it's so funny. We moved in on a Saturday and it's just like the second the computer was out of the house, it was just like, it's just like, I could just feel it. You know, it was crazy. Um, so that's been something for my family that I think will benefit us.
0: That's brilliant. I'm gonna have to look into that. Okay. So next question, if somebody were to get started instead of, or on top of just starting, you know, just get starting on top of that, what is one piece of advice that you would give somebody that wants to be part of the content management, the blog management side?
1: Start your own site. If you don't already have your own site, So
0: in doing that, it's going to help you grow. Is that why?
1: Yeah. You'll learn, you'll learn all of these skills. Like these skills are teachable, but you need the experience. Like they take practice and it's so much easier to practice on your own stuff because when you mess up, it's like, well, you know, when you're getting paid and you mess up then that's, that's a bigger deal. Um, there's it, it's just it's so much less stressful and you can experiment and learn and figure it out without the pressure of like somebody looking over your shoulder and like ha- having demands.
0: Especially you don't have very many viewers, you know, at that point, if, <laughs> if you have a big site, your people are going to see exactly, your flaws are going to yeah. be way out there. That's a great, great thought.
1: Yes. Yeah. When I, you know, I had my, my own, my own site. I don't remember what my newsletter, uh, Subscriber list was, let's call it a thousand people, but you know, you put out a, a, there's a typo and you're like, Oh, a thousand people now, you know, we send newsletters to 50,000 people. And when there's a typo, that's a little bit bigger <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> So make your man. mistakes when you're little.
0: <laughs> so what is one piece of advice you would give your younger self? It could be business, it could be life or whatever. What would you give yourself as advice?
1: Uh, relax. It's so easy. Relax, younger self. But now I, I know there's no relaxing. Um, it everything's gonna be fine. Um, one thing that I have really learned is that when you tell somebody you can do something, they believe you. Like you don't have to come to the table with all these credentials and ex- like lists of experience. Like literally, you can just tell somebody you can do it, and they they believe you. It's okay, you know. You, we, whenever we start something new, we always feel like, well, but I'm not, I'm not qualified or whatever. If you know you can do it, your client will know you can do it. It's fine.
0: That's great. And also your track record. Like if you already started your whatever it is, like you, you, you're absolutely right. You already have the experience. So from there, what is one tool, one app? It could be a pen and paper. What is something that you utilize all the time in your life that we should look at?
1: Todoist as a to-do list manager. Love it love it. I don't know what I would do without it. Um, yeah, I guess that to-do-ist.
0: to-do-ist. Got it. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure we get that in there. <laughs> Last question. What is one nonfiction book that we should read and have it to be, it could be a business, could be life, whatever, that we should read?
1: You know what? I have this book. I'm going to grab it because I, I brought four books to my office and this is one of them. Hold on. Go ahead. All right. This, how we got to now. Have you ever heard of this book? No, I haven't. It's amazing. It's the six innovations that made the modern world. And it is fascinating. And It's not a business book, but it is still, it's excellent. Okay.
0: I'm going to quiz you. What's one?
1: (laughs) I have the book. Thank God. Um, (laughs) Glass was one. (laughs) <laughs> you just opened it up if you're watching no, no, on youtube you can see ashley one. just opens it up and looks oh glass <laughs> no it is the first one but i do remember it um what were the other six i'll tell you what they were You know, i'm gonna grab another book before we go okay. okay glass cold which you don't think of as an invention but it is the ability to create make something cold oh yeah 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 refrigeration sound. i guess sound yeah uh clean though like sanitation huge time i don't remember that one and light
0: and so i like that because it's boiled down instead of like a toaster like a specific thing it's more broad it's more of like everything around that but one was really specific was glass you know that's that's interesting yeah
1: yeah and it was uh lightning hit sand and it made like glass yeah and i mean if you think about it it's insane if we didn't have glass like microscopes telescopes and then all everything that comes from it's it's bananas i'm gonna grab one more book hold on go right ahead I got going okay this one is a business book what got you here won't get you there have you read this no i haven't Uh, okay look how big it is it took me a month to read it even though it's only this big because like literally like every page you have to sit back and you're like i had to process that one Um, so it is for people who are already successful and who want to go to the next level, but the skills that got you to the level of success that you're at are not the skills that you need to get to the next level. And so I love that. And
0: that's absolutely right. Because as you are starting your business, you're doing everything, but doing everything is actually going to hinder your business for, for growing and you're going to have to have different skill sets, even just the thought of hiring somebody that's a whole different skill set and how to manage yeah. that too. So that's great. I'm gonna have to get, well, who wrote that
1: one? Marshall Goldsmith.
0: Marshall Goldsmith. Awesome.
1: It's excellent. I'm actually going to read it again because, and th- I think my biggest takeaway from this one was, um, telling people that you're smarter than them. And you think, well, I never tell anyone I'm smarter than them. Like, what a jerk thing to do. But when you read it, you realize that you do in all these little ways. Like, anytime you tell somebody, like, I already knew that in any way, you're saying, I'm smarter than you. You know, when your assistant comes in and says, oh, you have a meeting at 2 o'clock, you're like, yeah, I know I have it on my calendar. Like, I'm smarter than you, right? And so all it, it's just – You realize that you you do have all these little bad habits. (laughs) That's
0: that's great because I that's actually I wouldn't say it's a pet peeve of mine, but it's something in my brain where if somebody tells me something, I don't try to go over and say yes, I either knew that. I usually just say, oh, thank you, or I appreciate that because it it doesn't matter that I already knew. It it, (laughs) it literally has. It just makes me feel better if I say yes, I knew that. You know, so that's great.
1: Yeah. I know. So it, the, the book's fabulous.
0: Awesome. And everybody watching this, you could see, you know, and, and listening on the podcast, you could tell Ashley and I are just friends. And so we just could have a conversation like this and keep going. But Ashley's it been fantastic. You give us so much great wisdom and insight. I really, really appreciate you coming on. So if somebody wanted to find you and reach out to you, learn how to actually hit publish and do it, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, uh, hit publish.com is my site. And you can learn all about my course and me. And if you want to shoot me an email from there, you can, uh, that'd probably be the best way.
0: Awesome. And everybody, I would definitely vouch for, and obviously three other huge websites. They're now big companies vouch for Ashley. So definitely go check out her stuff. She's fantastic. And she's really, really great. If you're ever in the Phoenix area, she is great at putting together meetups. And so I really appreciate it. So Ashley, thank you so much thank for you. being on this show. Thank you. All right, you take care. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me, and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777 so you can see how you can quit your job that J-O-B by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you, I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually, and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in successful unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successfully unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya. Let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is not like any other conference out there. This is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors, teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like minded real investors and because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RUBCON pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RUBCON pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to RUBCON.com. R-E-W-B-C-O And use the promo code SU20 or SU20 to get 20% off of your Rubicon pass let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the real estate wealth builders conference and the real estate wealth builders conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business the real estate wealth builders conference is not like any other conference out there this is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors, and because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RUBCON pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RUBCON pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th, for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to rubcon.com. R-E-W-B-C and use the promo code SU20 or SU20 to get 20% off of your Rubecon Pass.